Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And speaking of traveling the world, we're currently in Mexico. We've been traveling overland from Mexico City to the Yucatan, uh, visiting Oaxaca, a beautiful uh, area of Mexico, uh, very culturally rich. And then we went to uh, San Cristobal de las Casas, a highland town. And then from there, we went to Palenque, which is a famous Mayan ruins uh, set in the heart of the jungle. And then from Palenque, we went up to Campeche, a really nice uh, UNESCO World Heritage uh, town surrounded by the walls. And here we are in Merida. And from Merida, we're actually uh, going over to Cancun, Playa del Carmen. And uh, we're probably going to be heading over to Belize. And uh, our guest today is actually an expert in their Belize. And uh, for those of you who haven't been, it's actually a neighboring country of uh, Mexico. And we're going to be finding out all about Belize on this episode, about what to see and do in uh, Belize, why you should live there, why you should uh, visit there, why you could retire there, why you, uh, how you can invest there, and much more. And uh, we have an expert in this area. He's known as Paradise Guy, paradiseguy.com. And uh, he, he does uh, real estate investing there. He's also owner, uh, part owner of a property there and much more. And uh, our guest today is Will uh, Narod, and uh, he's the paradise guy. So, Will, how are you doing over there in beautiful Belize today? Fantastic, Ricky. I'm glad to see that you're nearby uh, today and planning a trip here to Belize. Uh, you're going to love it. Yeah, can't wait. Can't wait to uh, meet you down there when we head over there if we're in the same neck of the woods at the same time. Uh, so, Will, uh, why don't we get to know you a little bit better if you want to do a quick introduction and share a little bit more about yourself. Okay. Well, I was a real estate agent in Colorado for about 26 years as an agent, as an investor in that marketplace. I did very well. That market has obviously done real well uh, in the last several years. What I was looking for was a change. I'd always had a dream for me and my family to be able to go to an exotic place where the weather was warm, where it was close proximity to the United States, where it was English speaking, hopefully, because we're not very good at Spanish, unfortunately. But uh, we were looking for a place where our investment could continue, where there was a lot of runway available, and Belize stuck out to us. So we came down here. We've been down here for three years, and we absolutely love it. Awesome. I'm actually from Vancouver, BC, Canada, and I can relate to the coldness, especially now in December, January, February. It's definitely one of the coldest parts of the year. So it's you know super amazing to be here in Mexico and obviously this whole area where it's uh, sunny, blue skies, you can walk around with t-shirts and shorts. So, um, and I, I like all your, your determining factors about why you chose Belize, obviously the sun, the climate, and of course the the language because uh, in uh, Central America here, I think Belize is the only English speaking country with the exception of, I guess, those Caribbean islands, some of them are English speaking. Uh, so tell us about uh, uh, when you decided to move there, did you do some scouting before? Did you uh, do a few trips as a visitor first. So tell us a little bit about the, uh, the logistics of uh, uh, uprooting from the U.S. and then moving to Belize, not only yourself, but with your wife and three kids. Yes. Yeah, so obviously when you're making a decision for a family like that, um, it's not generally the easiest decision to make. However, for me as, as an investor, as somebody that was looking for the next market for, to be successful in, uh, it was actually quite easy for me. I actually got on the internet, much like many of your viewers do, and did my research. And after doing that research and analyzing all the leading indicators in this market as far as an investment, as far as where it was in its timeline of development, and seeing what the potential of this market really was, I decided before I ever visited here that this was the place for me. That being said, my wife looked at me and said, you're crazy, we're not going anywhere. We need to go down and see this place. So we did make some trips down here, we saw it. Everybody thought it was a good move, and as a family, we decided that this was the next best step. 
Awesome. So uh, tell us what it took logistically. Did you have to sell all your stuff? Uh, tell us about the logistical move because a lot of people have this dream of actually moving to exotic place, uh, you know, in the world, but they don't actually do it. So we'd love to hear about the, all those logistics uh, involved in actually uprooting and moving to a new country. Yeah. So, you know, what people generally do when they're looking at doing this is they talk themselves out of it. And if you're looking for all the reasons why you can't do this, there's certainly an abundance of them. We had all those reasons as well. Uh, my wife has a career as a school teacher. She's getting close to retirement. Uh, we have a, a large house full of stuff. Um, we have the kids in school. We have all the reasons why this couldn't work out. Um, what I would tell your viewers and, and people that watch me on my channel as well is that, listen, you just have to make the decision. You have to do what it takes. So here's what we did. We simply took uh, a good portion of our items out of our house. We left it partially furnished and we rented our house out as a fully furnished house while we were gone. Put all those items in storage, and we also had several garage sales, eBay, and uh, Craigslist to get rid of as many of our items as we possibly could. When we came to Belize, we didn't bring a lot with us, which in itself is very liberating. When you come to a country and you're gonna live there and you realize that you can move in an afternoon, it's much more uh, liberating than it would be at home when you have to move and it takes you, you know, three months to make that move. So um, it's really important for people to realize that if you want to do this, the, the biggest uh, decision you can make and logistically speaking is decide up here that you want to do it and that you can do it and then worry about the how later on. Yeah, I totally agree there. It's all, uh, you know, that space between your years. Uh, that's what definitely uh, makes it or breaks it. And, you know, when we left Vancouver, to Canada over a year ago to travel, uh, we definitely had all these uh, inner critics, the objections, the self-doubt, the fears. But uh, we had to just decide. And then once you make that decision, all those fears, uh, you deal with them and all those obstacles, you figure it out and you figure out how to make it happen. So I'd love to hear a little bit about Belize. I mean, a lot of us uh, who, uh, you know, who travel a lot, we might have heard about Belize uh, in passing, a little paradise, island, uh, paradise country next to Mexico. But a lot of us don't know much about Belize. So why don't you give us an overview about uh, maybe a little bit about the history and the background of Belize? So Belize is a relatively new country. It's, it's been a, a country of its own since the 80s. Um, so relatively speaking, it is a very young country. Uh, it's, it's democratic. It's got a very stable government. Um, the banking system is, is very stable and friendly. The country itself is very business friendly. There's no restrictions on foreign ownership uh, for real estate here. And it's very easy to come and go from this country. The people are extremely friendly uh, and very accepting of tourists and expats and people coming in to raise up the economy and invest in it. That being said, it is a third world country. So if you're coming here and you're expecting all the infrastructure to be in, everything to be perfect, there to be a Starbucks on the corner, stuff like that, well, that doesn't exist here. And that's one of the things that excites me about the marketplace is that when you look at its relative evolution, it has a lot of runway in front of it for it to continue to develop and become even better in the future. So tell us about, uh, we're going to cover uh, sightseeing in Belize, we're going to cover uh, living and retiring there and also investing there. So let's cover first uh, sightseeing for people who are just going, going there on a little uh, trip or a vacation. What would you recommend uh, the main places to, to see and do? Okay, well that's ironic that you're saying that because I'm actually doing a video on that right now for my channel, but here's some of the great things to do while you're in Belize. If you're on the mainland, you've got to go see the ruins. So. 
Uh, Belize is full of Mayan ruins excavated and not yet excavated. So there's a lot of uh, uh, Mayan um, history here for you to come and discover if you're into that. Secondarily, there's lots of cave systems. So going cave tubing is a very big activity on the mainland. And also going through the jungles via zipline is something that's also very, very exciting. If you want to come over to Ambergris Key, which is where I live, and it's also the top tourist destination in the whole country of Belize, 70% of all the tourists that come into the country actually go over to Ambergris Key at some point in time. If you're over there, it is just feet from the barrier reef. This is the second largest barrier reef in the world. Now, since the uh, Australian barrier reef seems to be uh, going through some hard times, they're actually calling this barrier reef the largest living reef in the world. So the scuba diving, the snorkeling uh, is amazing and it's just offshore. You literally can watch the waves breaking over the reef from the beach. Uh, and so on top of that, you've got uh, um, parasailing, you've got skydiving, you've got kayaking, you've got paddle boarding. Uh, this week I saw jet powered wakeboards. So that's a, that's a new one on the island. You've got glass bottom boats, you've got sunset cruises, you've got sailing, pretty much any water sport you can imagine, including deep sea fishing and reef fishing are all available and they're just minutes from the shoreline. Sounds amazing. Uh, definitely a paradise over there in Belize. Uh, so uh, one of the uh, key things about travel is obviously the cuisine, the gastronomy. So tell us a little bit about it, because I think we all know about the Mexican food where I'm here, but a lot of us don't know anything about Belize cuisine whatsoever. So what are some of the main items? Okay, well, Belize is a, is a, is a, a eclectic mix. You know, one of the things that we love about Belize just as a culture is the fact that it's, it's so many different cultures that have come together and they've mixed together. So there is no one Belizean look or one Belizean person out there. They all look different because they're all mixed together. It's a beautiful thing. But along the lines of food, though all those foods have mixed together too to create today what we call a Belizean cuisine. If you want to get down to the staple food of Belize, it's going to be rice and beans and chicken. That is what everybody eats. You can go down the street. There are roadside barbecues everywhere. If you're coming to Belize, you got to do it. It'll cost you about $10 Belize which is $5 US, and you'll get a quarter of a chicken, a plate full of rice and beans, some cold slaw, and it's literally quite a huge meal. Every time it's delicious, and it's very, very affordable. On the fancier side of things, of course, we have amazing seafood. So just last night, I went to a place here on the island. It's called Waraguma. Waraguma is famous for their lobster burritos. Now, this is a lobster burrito that's big enough for two people to eat. Uh, I was very hungry last night, so I decided to eat the whole thing. And uh, it comes with a full lobster tail on top and a full lobster tail inside of it. There's some rice and beans, some uh, stewed cabbage and other things along with that. And it has an incredible sauce. So seafood is definitely something you want to avail yourself of here. And then, of course, there's the uh, Mexican influence as well. So you can get some Mexican food here on the island as well, although and some Asian food, although that's not as common as you would think it would be. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, definitely looking forward to trying out some of those uh, items you mentioned. So I'd uh, love to cover the whole area of living in Belize. Uh, so you've actually been there for about three years now. So tell us about some of the highs and lows of your time in Belize, because it's not always what you see on social media. It's not always the good things. There are those peaks and valleys, just like they'll be anywhere. And especially when you're living overseas, 
those highs and those lows can actually get amplified. So walk us through some of your best times and also some of the more difficult and challenging times, uh, Will. Sure. Well, um, some of the best times have just been able to uh, allow my children the freedom to run around and have fun. One of the things I love about Belize is that they have a saying here that it takes a village to raise a child. And that whole uh, concept means that basically everybody, once they know your child here, they watch out for them. So it's very common here to be able to go to a, a nice place, sit and have a drink or have some lunch, whatever, and let your kids run and play with the other kids because all the parents are watching all the kids. So you have that and that's, it's very comforting. Another thing that people don't think would be amazing here is the school system. So the school systems, at least up to the high school level, are absolutely amazing. They're very high quality. You can do private schools and you can do the public schools. Both of them are good. Uh, we actually do the private schooling for our children and couldn't say anything better about that experience. Uh, on, the, on the difficult side of things, Belize will teach you patience. So nothing happens fast. So if you're one of those people that's very type A, likes to get things done, wants to see it done today, this is also, as you know, in Mexico, it's kind of the land of manana. So things don't necessarily happen on your time frame. Uh, the words hurry up really don't exist in the language here. Um, we have a joke on the island that the favorite thing for an American or a Canadian to ask when they come here is, well, when is that going to happen? And, and everybody just laughs when they ask that because when is not something that uh, the Belizean culture thinks about. The Belizean culture thinks about today and today only. They don't think about tomorrow. So when you say when, it, it kind of confuses them. They don't really understand the concept of, you know, well, what's going to happen a week from now or two weeks from now or three weeks from now. So when you come to Belize, be sure to bring plenty of patience and uh, you'll have a great time. And, uh, you know, uh, one of the objections that people have or barriers uh, to living overseas is the whole visa situation. So I'd love for you to cover uh, what are the different visas for people who are considering not only visiting but living there long term for, you know, a year or beyond. So what are the different types of visas they can get? Okay, there's your standard visa. When you come in with your passport, you're going you're gonna to walk in to customs. They're going to stamp your passport. That's good for 30 days. And you can renew that indefinitely. You pay $50 Belize each month and you can renew that and stay as long as you want. After a year of doing that continuously, it's going to go up to $100 Belize every month to continue to do that. But you can start that process over by leaving the country for a period of time and then coming back. Uh, secondarily, your next step in that evolution is to go to residency. Permanent residency is something you can apply for after being in Belize for an entire year. After you've been in Belize for an entire year, you make your application for permanent residency. And depending upon how backlogged they are or how much of a hurry they're in that day, you'll get that probably in the next six to 12 months. Once you receive that, then your next hurdle, the one that you know, a lot of people want to accomplish is they want to get their citizenship here in Belize. So to get your citizenship here in Belize, you have to be here for five years. And after five years, you can make your application to become a citizen of Belize and once that happens, um, then, of course, you've got a passport, a Belizean passport, just like any other citizen here in the country. Sounds good. Uh, so curious to know about uh, uh, the cost of living. Uh, you know, tell us about what are some of the expensive things. Uh, you know, typically we think of the whole Central America as relatively cheap. Uh, but walk us through the different costs of living and maybe some of the stuff that surprised you in terms of the high prices versus some of the lower cost items. 
Okay, so like I was speaking earlier, you know, you can get a, a, a large meal at a roadside uh, uh, place for $10 Belize, which is $5 US. So that's, that was a surprise to me when I came here, how inexpensive that was. However, on that same note, you can go out to dinner and you can spend $100 US um, at a nice restaurant. That, that's definitely possible. I tell people that if you want to come to Belize and you want to live the American lifestyle here in Belize, it can be a very expensive place to live. But if you'll come here and you will adopt the lifestyle of the local culture and you will live um, in a means that is easily supported here in Belize, you can live very inexpensively. Some of the things that are expensive here, for example, I was just in the store last night and I bought some breakfast cereal for my children. A small box of Cheerios was $16. Okay, wow. so... <laughs> cereal is quite expensive. But that being said, I also bought some bananas yesterday. So I got six bananas for one Belizean dollar. So that's six bananas for 50 cents US. So that just gives you some contrast. If, if you go to the fruit and vegetable stands instead of the supermarket, you can save a lot of money. Um, if you buy wine or alcohol here, um, if it's not rum, which is produced here locally or a local Belizean beer, that can be quite expensive. However, one of the tricks I'll share with your viewers right now is that when you come into Belize, when you get into the customs area to collect your baggage, there's a duty-free shop right there. Go into that duty-free shop. You can pick up up to four bottles and bring those in with you, and you'll save a lot of money. Great tips, great tips there. And you know, one of the keys of living abroad is obviously the whole community aspect. You want to connect and integrate with the locals, but also other foreigners, other expats, other retirees. So walk us through the, you know, how have you been able to do that by both connecting with the locals and other foreigners who are living there? Well, connecting with the locals is one of the easiest things you'll ever do because they're just friendly, they're welcoming, um, they're, they're generous, um, and they're hardworking people. So connecting with them is, is actually a, a real pleasure. Uh, they appreciate that a lot of times as expats when we move in here that we create more jobs. Uh, we also bring our money into the area and we help the economy. And they know that without the tourism, without the expats, that their lives would look very different. So very, very nice to connect with uh, these, these very friendly, very uh, amazing uh, people, which are the Belizean people. Secondarily, there's a huge expat community here in Belize and they're from everywhere, you know, Canada, the United States are the primary, but they're from all over the world. And everybody here has a story. Uh, we always say people are either running to something or they're running away from something. Uh, but they're here in Belize and they have a reason and they have a story. And it's great to connect with people about their story, where they've been, what they've done in their lives, why they're in Belize, and what they hope to get out of a Belize or accomplish while they're there. So lots of things to share with lots of great people here. Sounds amazing. It sounds amazing. I'm so glad that it's so easy to integrate and connect to the locals. And of course, the language isn't as much of a barrier as it is in Mexico, other parts of Central and South America. You can connect automatically with your native tongue, English, right? That's correct. So uh, I'd love to cover the whole last area of uh, investing in Belize. So uh, what are some of the options for people from overseas to invest in uh, Belize? Well, I mean, Belize is, is ripe with opportunity. If you look back at some of the other, you know, Caribbean countries and Central American countries, for example, let's look at Costa Rica. Costa Rica, um, if you'd invested there 20 years ago in the right investments today, you, you would have done very, very well in that market. So from a timing perspective, Belize is in a very, very 
good sweet spot. Um, and it's one of the things I analyzed when I came here. So there's a couple things to look at when you're looking at investments here. One is timing. The second thing is let's look at the leading indicator. So what is Airlift doing? Well, more and more airlines are flying to Belize all the time. Uh, Canada is adding more and more direct flights. Toronto, Calgary uh, have been added. We've got direct flights from LA, uh, Florida, uh, Dallas, Houston, uh, Atlanta. There's lots and lots of flights being added and these carriers are adding more and more flights all the time. So that means more people are coming to the island, more people come here, more people invest in real estate. It drives the prices of the real estate up. Uh, there's also great opportunity for people to come here and buy a condo and have that condo pay for itself and even pay for their vacations down here. That's one of the most popular ways people invest down here. I help people do that all the time. Secondarily, there's development opportunity down here because we have a shortage of overnight accommodations here, especially during the high season, which it is right now. We've got people that are down here looking for rooms and they're a little difficult to find at this point in time um, at certain resorts. So you gotta make sure that there's enough overnight accommodations to satisfy that need. And so as a developer, one of the things that I'm doing is I'm helping to build and construct new hotel rooms so that there's more rooms here on the island for when people travel here. So I'd love to hear about the rough price points uh, for a condo, a townhome, and a home, and also about the rough down payments. So what are we looking at in terms of price points and also down payments? Okay, that's a great question. So one of the things that surprises people the most about this market is that it's primarily a cash market, meaning traditional financing, the way we are used to it in North America, is not readily available. That being said, there's, there's lots of owner will carry uh, or seller financing that is available. It's generally the interest rates are a little higher and uh, it generally the terms are a little bit shorter, but that is available. And there is some bank financing that is available, but it generally requires about a 40 to 50% down payment. And uh, what are the rough prices for a condo, a townhome, and a home in different parts of Belize? Okay, so if you want to be on the beach and you want, say, a two-bedroom, two-bath condo, those can start as low as $200,000 and go up to... $900,000, depending upon the location and the amenities. If you want to buy some land, um, you can get a lot on the beach, uh, either way up north or way down south, and you can get that for $100,000, $150,000 for a nice lot on the beach. And are there any restrictions for foreigners to invest? Uh, what are the requirements for a foreigner to invest uh, locally? No, there are no restrictions on foreign ownership. So. We like that, it's very friendly to outside investments. Uh, we as expats or as residents here on, the, on Ambergris Key, we buy real estate and hold real estate the same way that a local Belizean would. That, that's definitely a, you know, definitely a great perk there, Will. Uh, so I'd love to hear about some of the properties you're involved in. I know you're part owner of one of them and uh, you know, several other of them you can actually help people to uh, invest in. So walk us through some of those. So the one that I can talk about right now, um, because we've got some NDAs in place for the other ones, but the one I can talk about right now is a beautiful place called Aquafino. You can go to aquafino.com. That's spelled with a C. So it's A-C-Q-U-A-F-I-N-O.com. You can go there and check out. It's a beautiful resort. It's on the west side of Ambergris Key, which is the new developing area of the island. It is absolutely amazing. It has the best sunset views in all of Belize. And this resort has over two miles of waterfront that is part of it. So it's a, it's a beautiful resort. 
We're not quite ready to be open and ready for prime time. And as a matter of fact, we're looking at having a rebrand with a very big brand name that everybody will recognize here in the near future. So exciting things. Very, very blessed to be involved with that. Yeah, definitely sounds amazing. And uh, we're here at the kind of mid, mid-December. So I'm curious to know, what is your vision going forward for 2018 and beyond in terms of uh, your life, your business, family, uh, you know, uh, travels, et cetera? Well, we, we're about to go over to uh, Playa del Carmen here in a couple of days, as a matter of fact. I think that's where you said you are right now in, the, in that general yeah, area. Might, I'm actually married. We might cross paths. Who knows? <laughs> that's hilarious. So we might go over there and, and, and see a little bit of Mexico. I grew up uh, on the border of Mexico, so I've traveled extensively in Mexico for most of my life. But my family has not. So I definitely want to get over to Mexico and show them a lot of that beautiful country uh, here in the new year. Um, but mainly my focus is here because of all the business interests and because of all the people that I help come to Belize and help educate, I'm here uh, very busy doing that all the time. So about 11 months out of the year, you'll find me here in Belize. Well, you've been uh, definitely an amazing amount of uh, wealth of information and expertise in the whole area of uh, visiting Belize, living there, and retiring there. So why didn't you tell us about your website and uh, the different ways that people can connect with you and find out more? So I'm pretty easy to find. If you go on Google and just search Paradise Guy Belize, you're going to find a lot of stuff uh, about me. I've got about 100 videos that are specific to Belize. So anybody that's out there curious about Belize, wanting to vacation here, wanting to come here and invest, or just simply learn more about this beautiful country, you can go to paradiseguy.com, which is my main website. If you want to go directly to my YouTube channel and watch those videos, you can go to paradiseguy.tv. And be sure to get in touch with me. I mean, if there's any questions that I can answer for you uh, about this beautiful country, it is my privilege and my pleasure to do so. So thank you so much for having me on, Ricky. I really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks for being on. You're definitely a great advocate and ambassador for the country. So looking forward to uh, visiting and hopefully meeting you in person uh, when, we, when we're over there in Belize. I, I look forward to that. All right. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode. Uh, once again, to make sure you connect with Will, I'll actually have the links below so you can actually click right through, find out more about Will's uh, website, his YouTube uh, videos, his social media, and some of the properties he's involved with as well. Make sure you connect with us as well. We're daddyblogger.com, and you'll be able to follow our travels uh, to Mexico and beyond here. And uh, uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode. Make sure you subscribe to get updates about all the other people we're interviewing. We've already interviewed over 320 different world travelers, expats, digital nomads, and we're definitely going to be interviewing a lot more uh, as the year ends and also in 2018 and beyond. So thanks everyone for tuning in to this episode of uh, Digital Nomad Mastery where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world.